Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Okay, I got ya. I'll do my best. Okay. Right, ready? Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I'm already a bit giddy. Right, okay, we'll try and stay calm. Hello, and welcome to Why This Film, the podcast. <laughs> Estella Star. <laughs> Not as easy as it looks, eh, Benham? How's it pronounced? Podcast. There we go. Felt <laughs> natural as it came out. <laughs> oh, all right, let's try it again. Hello and welcome to Why This Film, the podcast where usually we would reach back into your childhood and pluck out a movie. But it's a very special occasion today because it's the 100th episode. Whoop, whoop. I'm not Emily Slade, <laughs> but I have her with me. Welcome Hello. back. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's good to be here on my own podcast. <laughs> You're a you're a frequent guest of this podcast. <laughs> I I've been on many an episode, yes. <laughs> so you're a hundredth episode. How do you feel? I know, bloody hell. Um, I feel like how ha- like genuinely like just so I get super real super early on. Um, what? So many people have emailed me to be like, congratulations, that's insane, and I'm like, you know what? That is insane. How? How have I done this? I'll tell you how. It's because you've been dedicated and you've worked hard and you (laughs) love films. (laughs) I do love films. I have been focused. I have been time consuming. Um, Before I deep dive into that, though, thank you, Flo Benham. Hi, I'm Flo Benham. Hosting. (laughs) (laughs) We should redo this intro. I'm like a mystery woman. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Like, so Flo is hosting today, uh, which is super fun. Um, I'm just going to deep dive back into like patting myself on the back ahead, for reaching the 100th because there was a time back in 2017, you and I were living together in Twickenham in a gorgeous little bungalow and oh. that's when I started this podcast and I would go to my temp job in an office and work nine to five and then I would get on the tube and I would go to random places in London with my microphone, which is absolutely insane when you consider now how easy it is yeah. to do a podcast during a Why didn't we think what about this I beforehand? <laughs> um, and I would physically go to these people's houses, these lovely, lovely people that invited me into their houses. And I mean, shout out to Ryan and Kay. Every time I went around theirs, they would give me food. They would make the most delicious food. And then we would sit and talk about films. And then I would come back home by like midnight and then I would get up. I would go to work and the whole thing would repeat and I would just whack out episode after episode and um, it's bizarre how relentless it's it kind of was and that was very early on and then I took a break when I went to drama school and then yeah, I resurrected it and sort of essentially did the same thing but the, the global pandemic hit. <laughs> if we're going to take one good thing from the global pandemic, it'll be that I discovered Zoom. <laughs> And I was able to connect with a bunch of people from abroad as well, which was really, really lovely. I've got really dear friends now that live in different countries that I've met through this podcast and through Zoom, essentially, and Skype. Um, and why the hell I didn't think to record remotely before 2020 <laughs> is beyond me. Um, but yeah, and I did that enough times that now I've hit literally 100, which actually makes me a little bit exhausted. I'm sweating a little bit just from the thought of it. <laughs> It's a, it's a good number. It's a perfect number. A if you solid. want to retire now, actually, though, <laughs> I, I'm I'm hosting today, and I'll be happy to just continue if you like. <laughs> well, it's your hundredth episode, which is very exciting. And as a thing to celebrate it, and the reason I'm hosting is that we've uh, asked people for questions, and we're doing a sort of like podcast AMA type thing. Um, so. We told people, ask Emily anything. Um, What do you want to know? And I'm going to ask you these questions. I'm so excited because I love talking. It's partly why I (laughs) started a podcast. All I want to do is be asked about myself. I just want to be asked questions. I just want to be asked my opinion on stuff, you know? 
Great. Well, yeah. hopefully you will enjoy this then. Right. So let's excited. get started. Woo! Okay. So the first question I have for you is from Anne and Ali from the Girl Crush podcast. I love them so much. They're so lovely and they're so great. Please go and follow them and listen to them. I love them so much. Shout out to Anne and Ali. Um, <laughs> their question is, what inspired you to start Why This Film? Okay, so genuinely, I always wanted to talk about movies. I knew that that was a thing that I wanted to do. But I also knew that I couldn't be fucked <laughs> to make my face look nice enough for YouTube and that was really the only way I knew people discussed movies on YouTube because um, you're a big fan of like uh huge YouTube series that talk about movies and shows huge fan I would rather watch that than a series of television like that is my go-to entertainment um, and it's what I wanted to do, but I knew that I also couldn't be bothered to be like, oh god, video, ew. So I was like, well, what's the opposite of video? Like, audio, I guess. And I hadn't, I'd listened to like one podcast, maybe two podcasts, literally like two podcasts. And I was like, podcasts are a thing. So I asked for a microphone for my birthday and I got one. And a year later, <laughs> I picked it up and I was like, maybe I should use this. And yeah, and I, I don't know how I came up with the idea, but the in, the inspiration was genuinely just, I want to talk about movies and I want to do it on my own terms and in my own time and therefore I will. And podcast was the only option because I didn't want to be on video, basically. <laughs> nice. It's just calling to you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, now I've got a question from AJ from the She's So Real podcast. I love her. Her podcast is amazing. It's all about women in the industry of like film. She's glass ceiling breaking, progression pushing. She's so funny. She's so wonderful. Please go and listen to her podcast. Okay. Uh, she asked, what guest and film did you enjoy the most on your show? <gasps> oh no, that's so awful. I can't think of favourite. Oh my god, there's a hundred to choose from. Come on, this isn't fair. Oh man. Literally impossible. There's been so many good ones. Do I ha do I have to? Do I have to answer yeah, this question? Stop no, like stop it. Uh, I'm not having this cowardice <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> okay, let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. Okay. I love absolutely every single one of you, but if I have to pick an absolute favourite, I really, really genuinely love talking about small soldiers to Lewis because I just, he is so funny but he was also so thoughtful and it really genuinely felt nostalgic talking about that movie because it's it's such an odd little movie that everyone's always like oh yeah I remember that that exists and it was exactly like it was on brand. Do you know what I mean? Like that mm. episode felt so on brand and because of that it was so enjoyable and Lewis is such a delight anyway. And he so much stuff was said that never even made it into the episode that I now have as a memory that's just really sweet. Um so if I had gun to my head if I had to pick, it would be that one. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Uh next question we have is from Melissa from the Follow Your Fire podcast. Okay, like, I, I don't mean to do this in a, like, interlude of, like, here's who this person is, and this is why I love them. Melissa was such a fluke of meeting, and she's been one person that I talk to at least, like, once a week. Like, like, we're best friends now. Like, that's really all I have to say about that. Her question was, what have you learned about yourself in the process of recording 100 episodes? Ooh. Um... Okay, just to like toot my own horn a little bit. People say I have a good energy and that's something that's really lovely to hear because growing up when you're um, opinionated or loud, that is often referred to as obnoxious and annoying and shut up Emily, nobody cares. So it's really lovely to be able to be myself in such a uh, raw way. And have people respond to it positively and be like, this is really fun. I love talking to you. Like, you're doing it great. And I'm like, haha, 
hair flick. Speaking of Melissa, here she is now. Why this film podcast really brings up nostalgia for most of us. And speaking of nostalgia, have you ever wondered what your mom was like before you were born? Have you ever asked her questions like, what were you afraid of as a kid? Or if you could choose your last words to me, mom, what would they be? These are big and small questions and ones you might not really think about until you can't ask them anymore. Hi, I'm Melissa, huge fan of Why This Film Podcast, and I'm bringing all this up because after losing my mom unexpectedly, I realized how many things about her life and opinions and our family I didn't know or just didn't remember. So instead of just sitting on my pity pot, I wrote a journaling book that I can fill out for my daughters and you and your mom can fill out. It's called Questions You'll Wish You Asked, a time capsule journal for mothers and daughters. The book is available on Amazon, or you can call your local bookstore and ask them to order it for you. Ask those questions. Write down your answers. Your future self will thank you, I promise. I've got a question now from David, who's from the podcast Two Actors Walk Into a Bar, who um, I believe was on your previous episode. Yes, the 99th quiz. David's great. David was a stranger on the internet (laughs) who agreed to be on my podcast. He's wonderful. I love him. Like, that's not to be like, stop. stop. (laughs) That's all there is about him. No, I love him. He's so supportive and wonderful. And he introduced me to his girlfriend, who is all of the above times three. Oh, yeah. Love Hannah. Love Hannah so much. The approval rating through the roof. (laughs) Um, So we've got two questions that sort of match. What's the one film that you hate that everyone seems to love? Right. Fucking Blade Runner. Okay. And why? Because... I don't understand why people love this. There is a rape scene in Blade Runner and it's ghastly and it's between the two characters that I think we're meant to like like and sympathise with. I couldn't even get to that famous monologue where he's like, oh, I improvised it and I'm a genius. Something about tears in the rain or whatever. Because I was so like oohed out by what was happening in front of me and I was just... And before that as well, I was just fundamentally bored. But... So many people seem to hold it in such high regard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it just really didn't, like, speak to you. Yeah, I was just like, that. I'm out. And then also from David, what's the one film that you love that everyone else seems to hate? Dragonheart. Never seen it. Oh, my... Actually, I think you watched it once when I was in the house and I, like, didn't stay in the room. <laughs> right, real talk. And I know David, David did the Dragonheart episode and he, because fun fact about David, when we were first exchanging emails about what film he would like to do, his very first suggestion was Dragonheart because he and his friends had recently gotten together to rewatch Dragonheart because they all recalled it from their childhood and they rewatched it on the understanding that it would be trash. And they were met with, um... They they thought they were absolutely correct. They rewatched it and they were like, "Yes, this is trash." Ha ha! What a fun, what a fun evening we've all had watching this trash movie, <sighs> Dragonheart. Without crying, Dragonheart is so important to me. It is so good. It is such a good movie, and. I honestly do not understand why everybody hates it. <laughs> but let's get into that for a minute. Why do you like it so much? Right. Every single character is a fucking gem. The cast is incredible. The CGI of Sean Connery as the dragon was groundbreaking. The story is intriguing. It is proper hardcore like medieval sword and sorcery fantasy 
with like weird bits of comedy thrown in. You know I love a tonal problem. You do. You love a tonal problem. Bloody love a tonal problem. You love it when you're not sure how to feel. Don't know how to feel. Is this funny? Is this sad? Is this tragic? Is this elated? Like, I don't know. Dragonheart has that the whole way through. Is this about a peasant uprising? Is this about a dragon and a knight doing like a con? Love it. Dunno. Love it. Um... The main, no one kisses. There's no, like, relationships. There's only, like, creepy, predatory relationships, which, again, I'm a fan of. Yeah, you, yeah. We I don't get that now. We went we... into that on Thumbelina, it's fine. <laughs> and Labyrinth. <laughs> and Labyrinth. <laughs> and probably we'll do Sword in the Stone at some point, and then that'll come up again. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, Chris um... for Camelot. Yes, yes. Not sword in the stone. I was going to say, I was like, the the squirrel? What, Merlin and what? No, we'll do quest for Camelot at some point. We will 100% do quest for Love Dragonheart so much. It had a brilliant female character. It does not wait. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I think it does pass the Bechdel test. Genuinely, please go watch Dragonheart. And you know what? If you hate it, you hate it. And I will never understand why. But if you want to tell me, why this film podcast at gmail.com um brings us brilliantly to um one final question from david which is Woo-hoo! simply you can get a nice short answer for this um have you ever wanted to hit a guest for trashing a film you loved yes um, it's david and was that film dragon heart <laughs> yes <laughs> there you go um okay next we've got a question from tess <gasps> i loved her so much I loved her so much. She asked, uh, what film would you love to review but haven't yet? <gasps> Ooh! I mean, Quest for Camelot is 100% up there. Like, it's been teased every now and then with people being like, oh, maybe this one. Um, but it's one that was very, very important to me as a young person. And I believe you as well. Yeah, I loved Quest for Camelot as, yeah, a kid. Like, obsessed with it. Would play it on repeat. Super obsessed. Tess also asks, would you ever be open to a Labyrinth remake? No. (laughs) Short but sweet. (laughs) And finally from Tess, what animated film needs a live action adaptation? And then she's added, second after Anastasia, of course. Ooh. I think she she was she was guessing there what you would be thinking. And actually yeah. I, I agree Anastasia is probably up the top, isn't it? Anastasia's really interesting because it is not at all historically accurate, but it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. And I think a live action version would be brilliant. They made a they made a stage show that kinda had nothing to do with the animated movie, so if they were to make a live action movie, I would want them to stick closer to the Don Bluth uh movie. No, I can't say The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It wouldn't work. <laughs> Even though it's probably it on the way. Like, how, how could you do that? No. How could you? How, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to. It, 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 it works so well from being animated. Um, yeah, you can't have a real man like CGI scaling the Notre Dame and stuff. <laughs> Sorry, there's something you said. I'm like, I'm like, you know when Sherlock goes into his fucking yeah. stupid mind He's palace and sitting it's like, with boom, like ten different boom, laptops boom, in front boom, of him because he doesn't know that you can open more than one tab. And... <laughs> yeah, he's like, how do tabs work? I need another laptop. <laughs> um, right. Sorry, Tim Burton. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Be a better. better. A better remake. Be better. Do it properly. Don't make her like 29 and engaged. Like, do it properly. Lovely. <laughs> okay, good answer, good answer. Um, so um, you also asked people to send in sort of memories of like time they spent on the podcast and stuff. Um, and so since we got to the end of Tess's questions, um, I'll read Tess's memory. She says, Aww. my favourite memory on why this film is meeting the lovely Emily. I've mentioned this to you before, but I love that our first conversation together is recorded. Look at us now on the road to friends for life. Proud of you, darling. Keep making magic. Oh, that's very nice. (laughs) I'll do another memory um, from Anne and Ali from the Girl Crush podcast. 
They said, we had a blast on our Little Rascals episode. You were one of the first times guesting on another podcast and we had so much fun, especially talking about a movie that would never land on our own podcast. Thanks for creating such a welcoming, warm and fun show. Oh, that's so sweet. I had such a good... Little Rascals was the kind of movie that... This is why I love doing this podcast. It's the kind of movie that I would never, ever, ever, ever have watched in my own time, space, continuum. Like, I would, it would never have crossed my borders, as it were, as a person. And they, they brought it into my life, and it was such a joy to watch. And they were such a joy to talk to, and I'm so happy that they had a good time. Their podcast is amazing. They have a whole first season about Jennifer Aniston movies, and they're moving on now to Sandra Bullock movies. And they're such a joy to listen to. I genuinely recommend them so much. I love Aww. them. Um, so I have two more questions from them, from the Girl Crush <laughs> podcast. Um, they asked, which film has been your biggest negative surprise to revisit? Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay, springs to mind, Thumbelina. Because <laughs> I loved this movie so much. And then I watched it with you, Florence, and you were like, hey, this movie highlights a bunch of issues that I've noticed about being a friend for several years. We had now- been, we'd been drinking a lot in Venice, so I think maybe I got too real when I was like, I really think now's the time for me to just dish this all out. Anne and Ellie also asked, what has been the most positive surprise for films that you have visited? Oh, I mean, there was some really genuinely happy moments to revisit like when um when AJ came on and chose ET I was super pumped because I was like I rarely watch ET and I'm so happy to watch this because I know it's it's gonna be so good and it, it was so good and we had such a brilliant conversation um but in terms of surprise it's not come out yet it's gonna come out in the next season so this is a little bit of a teaser for the next season so I hadn't seen this movie since I saw it in cinemas and I probably, I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but I was i was probably around 10, if not under, when this came out in cinemas. And therefore I clearly had no idea of what was happening. And I rewatched the Rugrats movie with my sister, of all people, uh, recently. And it's coming out in the next season. And we were just watching it to be nostalgic, to be like, oh, we watched this in cinemas when we were kids and it was fun. And we remember that bit with the monkeys and it was great. And then we rewatched the movie and we were like, oh my God, (laughs) this is incredibly emotional as siblings, as moviegoers, as animation lovers like it's just so intense emotionally and we were not prepared for it the two I mean it was a drinking game and I haven't listened to it back yet so it would probably be us two going this is movie so good um yeah that was a shock to the system nice that sounds fun um, I'm going to do a couple more memories now, if you don't mind. Um, so this one was submitted from uh, David from the Two Actors Walking to a Bar podcast. He okay. said, So I've never actually told you this, but I was actually drunk when I asked to come on your podcast. Normally, ah. if you see a total stranger on social media posting in groups and asking for people to meet them in London under the guise of a podcast, you'd probably think, I'll steer clear of that. Hashtag stranger danger. <laughs> It was only when I sobered up the next day I realised, I guess I'm going on a podcast now. Anyway, I'm glad I did, as I went from being that stranger on the internet to someone you can now call a friend. Oh my god, that's so funny, because literally at the same time, I thought he was like... I, I think I told you at the time, I was like, okay, so this guy's responded online and, like, I have no idea who he is. I have no <laughs> idea where he lives. I Like, I'm going to meet him in a public place in case he tries to murder me. And, like, if he murders me, will you please call the police? I remember being very aware of you where you were going that. Yeah. Like, I had all the info in my phone, like. <laughs> I will be in Kentish Town in a Cafe Nero at 6pm. <laughs> That's... So funny that the like either end of that spectrum was yeah, like both ah! people being like oh, no. oh god. 
We're going to get murdered. And instead we had a really lovely conversation about Pirates of Caribbean 3. Um, and he went on to say, you're a great friend who has always been on hand to offer support and advice and you provided much needed entertainment during the first lockdown, pouring so much passion and work into your podcasts and lockdown quizzes that help prevent us from losing our sanity. And um, I, Flo, will add to that, like the lockdown quizzes were really fun. Aww. He says, I've always loved coming to your podcast and I really value the friendship we now have because of it. Even if I nearly fucked it all by saying <laughs> Dragonheart was shit. <laughs> Congrats on your first hundred episodes. Here's to hundreds more. Oh, what a babe. What a babe. Uh, AJ, again, from She's So Real podcast, asked, what are your top three movies? Oh, okay. Number one, Dragonheart. Oh, it's hard because I always do things in no particular order, but I'll probably have to, off the top of my head, go The Red Shoes and Labyrinth. Okay, The Red Shoes and Labyrinth. Understood. Mm. Um, okay, Naomi Robson. I love her. She's so wonderful. She's got an episode coming out in the next season. She's genuinely a fucking ray of actual, like, actual sunshine. Like, at- like, the sun actually landed on Earth and, like, then returned to the sky, but on its departure left an actual ray of sunshine and then it like blossomed into Naomi. She asked, um, who's your favorite Disney princess and why? Okay. Maybe controversially, it is Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. And I now know that she was perhaps not the greatest representation of black culture and black people as she could have been because all of the writers and all of the writers room and all of the producers and all of the directors and even the composer were white on her movie which is genuinely just not acceptable especially in this day and age and just not acceptable her story her personality, her look, her outfits, her prints, her sidekicks, her music, her everything about that movie I fell in love with. I really did. And I I just love her hard work ethic and I love how she is as a princess. I love her prints. I adore her, but I do understand on the flip side of that that they they could have done a lot better in what they were trying to do. Um, but as a princess, she is my favourite. She has replaced Belle and she Ooh. is my favourite. Yeah. Okay. So during the editing process, we did have some more questions come in, which I'm super excited about. Um, we got this lovely message from Corey. Hey, Emily. It's Corey from Podcasting After Dark. I just wanted to say congratulations on 100 episodes and here's to 100 more. If you ever want to talk about legend, you know where to find me. Oh, <laughs> I do indeed. Any legend fans need to definitely tune in next season as I'm so excited to be returning to it with Corey. So more on that later. So Dermot, who you can hear on the Jaws episode, has asked, what is your favourite quote from a film? Okay, top of my head, it's got to be the um, the whole little monologue from Labyrinth where she's like, through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered, I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the Goblin City to take back the child you have stolen. For my will is as strong as yours and my kingdom as great. You have no power over me. It's just so good. It's just so good. It like completely swept me up as a child. I was like, that is the most magical inventive thing I've ever heard. Um... And as an adult, it's just sort of stayed with me in terms of like, yeah, it's just um, really poetic and really fun. And I know it off by heart, but I just love it. Demma also sent in a memory. 
it was great to be able to sit and talk about my favourite film with a like-minded film fan. I've since started watching as many shark-related films as I can. The last two Sharknados are pretty spectacular for all the wrong reasons. Oh my goodness, I caught the very last Sharknado where they like hop back, they're like doing Back to the Future, but like throughout, but also like Time Bandit at Bill and Ted, like it's, honestly, it was incredible. Um, I'm so happy that you're perusing through the shark, the fantastic array of shark cinema that there is to, um, to enjoy. Oh my goodness. So much. And they're all great. And Elwood Jones from the Asian Cinema Film Club asks, What's the one movie from your childhood you would rather forget? Okay, it's probably something that gave me the like heebies and or jeebies that genuinely I've probably already pushed from my brain. I was a very frightened child. Like everything would scare me. So there was almost definitely a movie at some point that was too much, too scary. Um, that I have just wiped from my brain and the, the second it unfortunately returns to my head in a moment of blind panic and fear, I will let you know. But great question. We have a question from Cold Callers Comedy now. Mm. Paul and Ryan, they've recently had a single out. Go and listen to it. It's brilliant. They are both two very talented and very funny guys. They asked, we know you loved Queen Amidala's outfit in Phantom Menace. I what did. <laughs> <laughs> End of question. <laughs> but what film has, in your opinion, the best costumes? Oh, that's such a good question. <sighs> okay, don't come for me. Labyrinth. Okay, yeah, okay. Labyrinth has great costumes because they manage to put Sarah, the contemporary character, in an outfit that is both 80s and also kind of semi-weird medieval-ish fantasy. Jareth, with his like nine costumes, is obviously iconic because it's David Bowie who's brilliant in anything. You can put him in a bin bag and he would look fantastic. And then you've got the characters within the labyrinth that do have this sort of Dungeons and Dragons magi. Is that a thing? Mag magi? 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 I'm not sure how it's pronounced. That sort of like magic y, the mummy 1999 esque. Like, like, it's just a vibe. Like, the whole of the labyrinth is a vibe. And I dig that. So I have no real thoughts about the costumes from Labyrinth, but I really like the dog puppet they did, so I agree. <laughs> so off the back of that question, um, some more memories. Um, Ryan from the Cold Callers Comedy said that his favourite moment um, was that when you were talking about lizards in Godzilla, you were getting so worked up that you nearly <laughs> fainted. You said it was low blood sugar, but I know it was the lizards. Oh my god. So, like, I think from what I recall, we ended up talking about, like, what if giant lizards attacked and, like, how would we feel about that? And all I could think of was Komodo dragons. Yeah, and you hate them. Like... I don't even feel like this is real talk. I don't even feel like this is something that I need to justify because Komodo dragons are genuinely leftover dinosaurs. They're like recycled dinosaurs and they spit poison and they are just awful. I think they're great. And they move like horrible, horrible dogs. Like, you know, the mean dogs. Like, yeah, dogs not with broken elbows. Dogs that are like ruined and... But they move really quickly and and mainly, yeah, I mean, possibly it's because of that Journey to the Center of the Earth movie that came out in the 1950s that had, like, blown up Komodo dragons as the main enemy and they were in the, like, green screen at the back and the, like, fainting Victorian woman was like, ah! at them. And maybe that's why I'm frightened of them. 
Also, though, maybe that has nothing to do with it, and Komodo dragons are just genuinely leftover dinosaurs, should be extinct, do not deserve their own island, and suck generally, and Godzilla kind of reminded me of them, I and therefore... I think, I think they're like, like you said, I think they're like scaly dogs, and I'm like, mm-mm, like, yeah, I want to pet that thing on its little head. Mm-mm, no, no, and no. So this is from Lauren from Woof Republic. Like, I was a little bit starstruck when I spoke to her because she's so cool and legit and she's just wonderful. So look up Woof Republic, especially if you're a big fan of dogs. Genuinely do. Especially, especially if you're in the US. She's wonderful and I love her. And we talked about Homeward Bound and it was so much fun. Lauren said... I loved doing your show and talking about Homeward Bound because it allowed me to rewatch a favourite movie from my childhood and look at it with fresh adult eyes. The things that you pick up as a grown-up versus how you perceive or take things as a kid are astonishing. I also fully love that Emily allowed me to geek out over my love of Sally Field as a voice actor of Sassy the Cat in this film. Emily has such an incredible presence and is such a great host. Love this show and I'm so excited to see what she does with her next 100 episodes. Genuinely, Sally Fields is an incredible voice actress. I had no idea that was Sally Fields. Right? And I love Sassy the Cat. Melissa from Follow Your Fire podcast asked, what actor would you go absolutely gaga to meet? Oh, man. Okay, so whilst I think of an answer to that question, I'm going to give you a short story about a genuine actor that I met that I genuinely went gaga for and it was super embarrassing. So this is my Graham Norton story. So if you ever see me on Graham Norton, spoiler alert, you're going to have already heard the story. Uh, I went to the Pinter on Pinter, which was a, a for the anniversary of, I don't know, Pinter, Harold Pinter, doing some Harold Pinter plays at the Harold Pinter Theatre. One time, I... <laughs> we, we would always sneak downstairs to the stalls afterwards because they would always be having an after party with all of the stars and it would be the people that were had appeared in the play and people that had appeared in other other plays because they would do like four plays a night and it went on for like six weeks or whatever and um I was downstairs in the stalls with a couple of my friends talking to Martin Freeman like it was no deal, like it was nothing. I was like, oh, hey, Martin Freeman, like, how, like, what do you, how do you interpret the Harold Pinter play that you were just in as? And then my friend tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, Emily, I've got Tamsin Greek. And I was like, what? And she was like, I've got Tamsin Greek. And I was like, okay. And she like turned me around and I was face to face with Tamsin Greek. And for some reason, even though I had just been talking to literal Bilbo Baggins, speaking to Jackie from the like Friday night dinner, all of a sudden I was like overcome with like what I can only assume is starstruckness. And in my head, I was like, do not tell her that you're a massive fan of her. Do not tell her that you love her. Do not tell her that you adore her and everything that she's in and that she's fabulous. Do not do that. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. And I was like, okay, self. Noted. 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 And she went, hello. And I went, hi. I love you. I'm a huge fan. I think you're amazing. I think you're incredible in everything that you're in. And I just told myself to not say that to you. But I just did. Um, And I really just think you're amazing. I I really think think you're amazing. I just think you're amazing. And she was like, what do you do? (laughs) and I was like I'm in drama school and she was like don't let them change you and I was like what I did sorry what and she was like don't let them change you and I was like oh (laughs) 
that's such good advice like no seriously that's like that's really good advice um thank you so much because like yeah no that's that's really that's I'm gonna write that down <laughs> I'm gonna write that down I'm gonna write that that's such good advice such good advice that's really good um and she went I'm gonna go and I was like Aww. yeah go just go just go. Just oh no! Leave sure. me. Nice, good advice. Good advice. Genuinely good advice. I genuinely did write it down. <laughs> and if I ever see Tams in Greek again, I'm gonna be like, "Hi, I've never met you before in my entire no, life." I, and I will never ever tell you the story. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I will never repeat this. Um, I can't even remember what the question was, but. That's just a little story about me and Tamsin Greek that I am genuinely embarrassed about that I feel like I needed to say here so I didn't spurt it out when I'm on Graham Norton. And he's like, so Tamsin Greek is here and Emily Slade is here and the two of you have met previously and Tamsin Greek would be like, huh, when? And I would have to be like, <laughs> I've got an embarrassing one. Um, when I so I went to see Spring Awakening several times when it was in London for I think the first time although I don't know and Ewan Rian was um, the uh, he played Moritz in uh, Spring Awakening this was before he was famous for being in like uh, Game of Thrones and Misfits and whatnot, and um, <laughs> he did was signing stuff outside and we were all in a queue to see like a, a group a bunch of people around him trying to get him to sign tickets and stuff and my pen was broken and I handed him my ticket and I thought my friend I thought was stood right next to me holding their pen out so I like yanked the pen out of their hand and like gave it to him to sign the ticket and he gave me a look and I was like like oh, thanks and he signed it and gave it back to me and I went to give the pen back to my friend and it was a complete stranger oh, no. a girl staring at me with a face like how fucking dare you and I just yanked her pen away from her and fucking stolen it to get an autograph <laughs> And that was very embarrassing. I oh literally, yeah, God. it was, it was awful. I, like we just, I'd gotten separated from my friend in the crowd and hadn't realised. And um, what I thought was a friendly little borrowing was actually like a horrible aggressive theft. attack. <laughs> aggressive theft. <laughs> oh God. Um. So AJ and Melissa both had similar questions, which was to do with where do you see your podcast going in the future? Um. In like the next year or so kind of more of the same I am starting a new podcast with a completely different topic um I do have a, a a like I don't know what you would call it like a sub podcast happening coming May this year of this podcast um to look out for but otherwise just yeah very much more of the same because I just really enjoy talking to people about their childhood um aj also asked what should we expect in the next season oh oh my god so much good stuff so we're returning to bollywood having visited it for lagan so we're doing that uh we're going back to some 80s fantasy animation which i had never experienced before from a film company that i'm super pumped about so we're doing that it's super exciting um you and me, Flo, we're gonna get we're gonna dive deep. We're gonna dive deep into some Nolan. Oh, excited for that. Yeah. I know very you, you, you you spoke about Inception a bit on one podcast and mm. when you came back I know you and I got really deep into a conversation which was like <laughs> so here's deep. all the things I would have said if I was there and you were like, Here's all the things I would have said and so I'm really excited to do that conversation with you. I'm also excited for it because it's one of the few things I know of where you and I like quite quite severely disagree to the point where I like I disrespect your opinion (laughs) so that's just really the next season in terms of the next sort of where the podcast is going like who knows man who knows who knows I'll do one more memory just a quick one um Joss from the CCC podcast (laughs) 
Josh, go and check out the CCC podcast. They're just really, really great. So please go and do check them out. And Josh is Josh is such a joy to talk to. He's so passionate. He's so passionate. I love him. I was just going to ask what um, CCC stood for. Comics, culture, and cosplay. Oh, it's Josh, Mari, Kevin, and Zach, and they're brilliant. Nice. Um, Josh said, so something I love about your show is the engaging conversation between you and your guests. There is a constant back and forth and wonderful rapport combined with the interesting facts and tidbits about each respective movie that filter through the conversations. Aww. That's very nice. Um, right, we've got two final questions. Um, they're both from Melissa from Follow Your Fire podcast. She had some really great ones. Um, she asked, have you ever thought about quitting and why didn't you? Oh my gosh, what a great question. I genuinely, like, not to be a dick, but like genuinely I've never even thought of quitting because I love the sound of my own voice. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that, like, I don't know, there's something in me that I'm like, yo, like, even if I can't get strangers to come, (laughs) to convince to come on my podcast like David... (laughs) There will always be Flo, and there will always be my <laughs> sister that I can coerce somehow into coming on. And, like, there will always be... that. This conversation will always exist, and I will always be there to record it, regardless of who I'm having it with. Does that make sense? So, like, I've never even considered quitting, because it's, it's not... This is just how I am... This is yeah, what it's I do like in real life. Past time, I guess. Absolutely. So, like, even if I was with Flo, and I would just like start a conversation, and she would just like join in, I would press record somehow, somewhere on some <laughs> device. It would happen regardless of the above, <laughs> all of the above, um, because it's just it's f- kind of fundamentally who I am, and like what I end up doing inevitably. So. Yeah, no, 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 no is the short answer to that. (laughs) Um, And then another question from Melissa, which I thought was really great. So we've spoken about where you see your podcast in like a year or so. What are your dreams for yourself in five years? This is why she's such a wonderful (laughs) life coach. She's such a great life coach. Please, everyone, go sign up to her like sessions. She's so wonderful. In five years' time, I'm going to be on the Graham Norton show because I'll have had a film out that's based in Suffolk. My podcast currently, my Why This Film podcast, will be thriving. My Suffolk-based podcast that's coming out in a couple of weeks' time will be thriving. And I will be thriving. And I will be the fern cotton to... The generation that I was when Fern Cotton was on, like, the Smile show. Like, you gotta say it, manifest it. That's what's happening. Manifest it, yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, um, I have one memory left for you, again, from Melissa. That's lovely. (laughs) So much. She said, when I agreed to come on Why This Film podcast to talk about one of my favourite movies of adolescence, Now and Then, I didn't really expect anything other than to have an excuse to do something kind of indulgent, watch a movie only I wanted to watch and actually pay attention to it, something I'll admit I don't do a lot as a mum, but paying attention to and talking about this movie brought up way more about my own memories and dreams than I ever would have realised before. Emily was great about allowing us to go on these movie-related tangents that helped explain why the film had such an impact on me, on culture and on life. Recording this episode reminded me that just like there are no small parts and only small actors, there are no inconsequential parts of life. The stuff we watch, both as a kid and as adults, has an impact. It's important, and our experience of it is important. I'm so grateful to Emily and why this film for reminding me of that. What a gem. That was a lovely memory. That's so sweet. I mean, I'd like to echo a lot of what Melissa said in that, like, I don't have a specific memory, but, you know, I've, I've been on the podcast quite a lot, and as we said, it's it's primarily because I lived with you quite often, um, and it was, like, my way of getting you to spend time with me was saying we can record it. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> um, but, like... 
it is true that it's it's so nice to because the show is about movies from our childhood but it's also it's about how you perceived it and it's about and i know there's been lots of like memories i've like dredged up which sounds like a bad thing but i just mean like stuff i've remembered from my childhood as a result of watching movies and being able to talk freely about like what it meant to me as a child so yeah it's all about nostalgia isn't it and it's uh absolutely fun and genuinely like how it almost not to be like super like you know intense about it but like i personally found i just spilt margarita all over my mouth I personally found that a lot of how I felt about movies shaped me as a person, be that positive in the sense of brilliant role models and good ideas and progressive behaviour, or negative, (coughs) Thumbelina. Um, (laughs) And I found that to be really fascinating, and I really wanted to hear about how other people felt, you know, if I was alone in that feeling, or if it was a shared feeling, and it does seem, from the 100 episodes on, to be a shared feeling about how people watch these things as kids, and they were like, you know what, actually, this really kick-started my love of this, or instigated my feeling of that, or... Um, you know, I felt this as a teenager and now I don't feel that and I feel that's a, a positive thing because from that I realised that I've grown because of these reasons and I just I just think that that's really important to acknowledge within yourself and really fun to discuss <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah, with you. <laughs> with me. Indeed, I agree. Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, so round of applause just from me <laughs> to you Emily for 100 episodes well <laughs> thank done thank you here's so many more why this film podcast has a patreon Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash whythisfilmpodcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate, and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long-lost movies, and I hope you do too.